Welcome to the Aspire for More with Erin podcast, where we really focus on mentoring, motivating, and creating momentum for you to create your success. It is a podcast specifically for leaders in the senior living industry led by a leader in the senior living industry. I believe your mindset is important. I believe your why is important. And I believe how you create momentum for your community is important. So come on, let's hang out and let's create a community that everyone wants to work in, that everyone wants to live in. Hi, and welcome to my first Aspire for More with Erin podcast. I am Erin Thompson, and I am your host. And I hope your motivator for the next few minutes and long-term relationship-wise, I am an executive director by trade in Alabama have been inside the assisted living industry for the last 20 years of my life. I have devoted every single waking moment to serving my associates, my residents, and my families. And I believe I have been quite successful at that. And now I am taking my talents more broad, trying to change the perception of senior living inside of the caregiving, family caregiving unit, and also providing mentorship to those senior living leaders that need it so desperately. I feel as if with all of the inconsistencies inside of the industry with staffing and regional management or leadership inside of the community, that it can get very difficult. And I feel like we just don't have enough safe spaces for people inside the senior living industry. And so I've created Aspire for More with Erin to be just that, to have an executive director speak to leaderships inside the communities, offer them a safe space, a neutral space for support, and also a non-punitive way of communicating. If you need help, If you need a venting session, I was very good at needing venting sessions. But if you need mentorship that is not going to come back punitively on you, I was very successful at what I did. And we'll go over that in the next podcast. But it's just something that I just have such a passion of wanting to support people who are struggling inside the communities because it is a struggle. And a lot of people talk about how wonderful it is to work in the senior living industry and changes of the lives that we're making. And I believe with that 100%, I could not be more passionate, more in love with caring for our elderly loved ones in the senior living industry and assisted living and memory care specifically. But it's hard. It's hard. It's beyond hard sometimes. And I just don't feel like there's enough people talking about it. And I want to change that. And I want to help people navigate it and to make it better. That's my goal. But today we're going to talk about lyrics of music that make me feel as if somebody worked inside a senior living, assisted living or memory care specifically. So a few weeks ago when Taylor Swift broke the internet for trying to sell her concert tickets, I went on this Taylor Swift binge for whatever reason. I have no idea. I love music. It helps me cope. And I kind of started sensing a pattern. Some of her lyrics just resonated with me in such a weird way. So I thought that I would share those with you. And then another interesting dynamic happened that kind of made me think about a podcast like this. 
is I went to my first BNI network meeting and it was during the Christmas holidays and they said, choose a song that helps you describe your line of work or your business. And that was such a fun exercise and I feel like we can really, really use this to our advantage. And so I went on this big dive into things and different experiences that I had that linked to the lyrics that made me think about it. And I thought, I'm not the only one that's had these experiences. So I'm going to explain mine and hopefully y'all will respond back to me with yours. So let's talk about Taylor Swift lyrics that make me think she's worked in senior living. Now, I hope that I am not the only one that has received a call at 7 a.m. before 7 a.m., And you're just thinking to yourself, you need to calm down. So in Taylor Swift's songs, You Need to Calm Down, the lyrics go, You are somebody that I do know. You are taking shots at me like it's Patron. I'm like, damn, it's 7 a.m. Are you okay? I have to say that's one of the things that I do not miss about living and working in senior living is getting those phone calls at weird hours of the morning or nighttime, and somebody's yelling on the other line irrationally about something that you have no control over. Oh, I cannot begin to describe to you how many phone calls I got of that nature. Some of them had merit to some degree. Some of them were situations that were made up in the caller's head. Some of them were just two people fighting about nothing. And some of them were just nurses that needed to call and complain about something that I could not do anything for at 3.30 in the morning. I feel like that in a nutshell is what senior living is. I think that is what makes it so hard to navigate because I could be getting phone calls 10 to 12 times a night and still have to be at work the next morning because certain things have to get done. And it's the irrationality of the phone calls that I struggle with. If they were real problems then of course, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Let's make sure the residents are okay. Let's make sure we have the appropriate number of staffing um, ratios, you know, all the things. Those are important. We got to work through those. But the other things, somebody looked at me the wrong way or somebody didn't make the bed when I got here this morning, um, you know, all the the things that could wait until 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And yet it's 3.30 in the morning (laughs) or 7 a.m., as Taylor Swift says. Just the title, You Need to Calm Down in general, to me, screams senior living. Because how many times have you said that to someone? You need to calm down. One time, a long time ago, I had a mother and son working in the community that I was working at. They were not in the same department, but they were working at the same community. And one of them made a very bad decision. And there was no questioning, no doubt. It was 100% evident that that person made that decision. And they no longer worked for the community that I was in. At this point, I was nine months pregnant, really big, and working my way towards the last day. And the mother came to me, and I thought she was going to beat me up. I literally thought that she was going to physically harm me. That was one of the few times I was actually scared inside of my community. 
And in that moment, there's nothing you can do because you understand her rationale, but also you can't tell her the truth. And so she can only live by what is being told to her. And I am tied to, I don't discuss personnel matters with other associates. She was very upset and I was very scared. There were other examples of you need to calm down when associates would just get so upset over nothing and they would come into your office and just unleash a beast that you didn't even know they had. There was one time I had an associate who was that had a claim, a workman's comp claim, and I specifically told this associate, do not do this, one, two, three. Do this, one, two, three. What do you think that associate did? She did everything I told her not to do and did everything and didn't do anything that I told her to do. And so when the when it all had to be hashed out, that associate was angry at me and was yelling at me and was letting me have it. And I said, you need to calm down. I told you exactly what to do and you chose not to do it. And now we are here, which is what I told you that we were trying to prevent. So you need to calm down became one of the top phrases that I said as an executive director at an assisted living community. (laughs) I'm sure it was yours too. If you can think of anything fun, let me know on LinkedIn. I'm going to post something about it. The next example may be something that you are actually dealing with right now, as it's a COVID example. And I know that there seems to be an uptick of COVID cases due to the holidays and the winter months. So are we out of the woods yet? By Taylor Swift is an interesting song, and she just repeats over and over again, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we in the clear yet? Are we in the clear yet? And when COVID comes into our community, we know we're in for it for at least a good five to 14 days. Probably more than that, but at least five to 14 days. And so especially during the first year of COVID, You know, those were the words. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we in the clear yet? Because boy, when you got that last negative test, you knew you could come out of the woods. You knew you were okay. Because keeping residents in their room just feels like a, oh, just feels awful. And in memory care, you can barely make that happen, especially to people who have to move constantly due to their sensory needs and walk around like they have a big motor in their body that doesn't allow them to to sit. Are we in the clear yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we in the clear yet? Just hearing those words over and over again bring me back to the COVID experience. And yes, it's a very hard experience to endure. And yes, it's so exhausting. And in some ways, demoralizing because... It's not just COVID that you have to overcome. It's fear and it's anxiety and it's staffing and it's how do we feed them and do we keep people in their apartments, those types of scenarios. COVID is just one part of managing an outbreak 
there's the psychological and the emotional and the motivating aspect of it too. And as leaders inside the community, we have to be able to manage that and manage it with a fun and uplifting way and not necessarily a negative and gloomy way. And so if you hear that song or maybe you play that song in inside of your communities for people, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we in the clear yet? Because that will help people feel like I feel the same way you do. Even though I may not be in it exactly like you are, I feel the same way you do. And that in itself is a bonding experience. Shake It Off is clearly an anthem to executive directors and other leaders inside the senior living industry. Clearly. I mean, can just the the words shake it off mean anything other than shaking off the negativity? So players going to play, play, play. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. I'm just going to shake it off. The faker's going to fake, 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 but I'm just going to shake it off. How many times did Aaron have to play that song when when something bad happened or something that I could not control happened or somebody came at me in such a way that was full of such hate and resentment that the situation did not warrant that type of response or somebody didn't show up to work or somebody hung up on you or somebody insulted you in such a personal way and then hung up on you or wrote really weird reviews about a situation that was made up in their own mind that had no evidence of truth, not even the slightest bit. All you can do is shake that off because if you keep it, then there is no moving forward. The review that I'm speaking of I had the blessing of being able to have my own grandmother live at my community and then my grandmother-in-law live in my memory care community. And they both were able to pass away at my community, which is such a blessing for my family and for me. And months after my grandmother-in-law passed away, there was a review of somebody that worked at an agency that no longer was allowed back in our community. And those reasons were valid and were agreed upon from every leader inside of our community. And when that person caught wind and then no longer worked for that agency, she wrote a review that was so out there, that was so awful regarding me and my response to my grandmother-in-law passing away. And my own personal marriage that, of course, she had no idea about, that it was, it just took my breath away. And I had to respond to that to the corporate office. I just couldn't even fathom why anyone would write such a thing. Like, I was on vacation when my grandmother-in-law passed away, and I didn't care, and Um, I don't know. I can't even remember the off the wall stuff that she said in regards to my marriage and different things like that. I mean, I literally had to respond to my corporate office that I am happily married, which was true, and that I was I had not taken a vacation in a very long time. I was there when my grandmother in law passed away and I coordinated the family to be there. 
And to honor my grandmother-in-law as her body was escorted out of the community and into the hearse. I had my entire family there. But why do I need to justify that to anyone except for this person decided to post this awful review that it was a personal attack with no merit and no truth basis on a professional website for everyone to see. So yeah, haters gonna hate, 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 but I'm just gonna shake it off. And it's situations like those that you really have to hone in on the fact that you cannot control what somebody else is going through, nor can you control how they handle those situations, what they write, but you can control how you react. And that person's opinion had no basis in truth. And I did not let it past any point that would affect me in a negative way. Now, I did get very angry in my response to the corporate office, but the truth was not what she wrote. In fact, it was the opposite. And I was very proud that it was the exact opposite of what she wrote in every category that she stated. Because there's a lot of work that goes into a marriage. And there's a lot of work that goes into handling your in-laws whenever their mother passes away. And I supported them the same way that I supported everybody else. And it was an amazing memory that that person was not even there for. So all of her hatefulness was unwarranted. Now, for every manager and every executive director, I believe Taylor Swift's new song, The Anti-Hero, It's Me, Hi, I'm the Problem, It's Me, should resonate with all of us. Because how many times are we blamed for everything? And it's I can laugh about it because... It just was so habitual, right? I mean, if somebody doesn't come to work or if somebody, whatever, and they say, oh, I didn't know I was on the schedule, but yet the schedule was made and given to you and everybody redirects the responsibility that they have and puts it on you, the person who's calling them out for their lack of responsibility, it's comical. I created such various ways of ensuring that no one could say to me that they didn't have their schedule or didn't know their schedule or didn't know what their responsibilities were. I think that even as executive directors, even home office, right, we get the blame for a lot of different things that um, leaders do. We as leaders should take the blame when necessary to create the change. I think that there are times where we do allow the blame to come to us to preserve a relationship, to preserve training for somebody else so they see that we have their back. Even the best football coaches will take the blame for a tough loss. And I think that's such a respectful thing to do, but it cannot become habitual. It cannot become that you feel as if every circumstance, every negative outcome is your fault because it's not. There are certainly ways to improve each outcome. And I think that we need to sit down and go over that each each time that happens. But the default of taking the blame for every negative thing that happens inside of a community is not healthy. If you're doing that, stop. I think there's a time and a place 
And sometimes people have got to fail in order to learn. And I think that assisted living and senior living in general is not the best place to understand and really learn that concept that failure is the best learning tool that we have, but it is. And a good leader will allow people to fail and protect them and help them learn from their mistakes. Clearly, there's varying degrees to failure. And in senior living, we're dealing with sometimes life or death situations. But if it is not a life and death situation and there was not some gross negligence involved, and you can determine that this was a perfect time for you and you have the insulation to take the blame and yet turn around in private and teach the actual person that may have dropped the ball this important lesson, you have created trust you have created a culture that allows failure to be a learning opportunity. I didn't always have that in my career. I worked in fear a lot, the majority of my career. Some of that was probably formed in my own brain, but yet some of that was also instilled in seeing the turnover culture inside the senior living industry. I believe that the turnover culture could probably be slowed down a little bit if we had more of a mentorship leadership program, if we had leaders inside of the community that want to be servant mentorship leaders. Servant mentorship leaders is how you can have rest and have an on-call rotation and a peace of mind in knowing that your residents, your community, your associates are taken care of. It can be scary to relinquish control, but it's also very empowering to you and to your team. And that's kind of my goal through the Aspire for More with Aaron Company and my leadership development and mentorship development is to just teach people how to be a mentor and how to train for you to get the rest and the clearing of your mind that you need. Because we do not have to work ourselves into an early grave. We do not have to work ourselves into this emotional tizzy that is uncomfortable and doesn't allow us peace. We don't have to have that. And I don't want that anymore in my life. And I don't want that anymore for any other senior living leader's life as well. There's a better way to do it. So that's what we will dive into inside of this podcast as a whole. We're going to dive into how do we make it better inside the communities in the senior living industry. I think that using song titles and song lyrics is the first step. I love music. I brought music and dancing and fun inside of the community that I worked in. And it really did help lighten the mood. It helped set the tone. It helped all the way around. So what are some lyrics that you feel like help you cope with your stress levels when you're at work. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Have a good day. Thank you for joining me. And I hope the to hear from you soon. open enrollment into Aspire for More with Erin's mentorship program is going on now. I'm so excited. If you need more guidance with the small things that make a big impact in your community, if your mindset is struggling and you need a little help and it's preventing you from being the leader that you want to be 
or if you've gone through some hard rejections lately and you know that you can be successful and you want to be successful in this industry, then this program is for you. Go to the link in the show notes and let's get you enrolled. This is an investment in you. And lucky for everyone listening, it is very affordable. 2023 is my year to give back, to add value, and make an impact in the industry that I love so passionately. There should be nothing standing in your way to becoming the best leader in your community and creating a future that you want. Caring for the residents inside your community and beyond. I hope to hang out with you soon.